0: Welcome back to my show. You may have already seen that I have two other interviews out there, but nonetheless, I have another great author with me here today. Hi, Christina. How are you today?
1: Hi, Annika. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Could you please introduce yourself and the synopsis of your latest book or any of the book you are excited about?
1: Sure, my name is Christina Matula and I am a Canadian author um, who's currently living in Finland with my family. Uh, I am of mixed Taiwanese background and so is the character of my book Holly May. In the the book it's called The Not-So-Uniform Life of Holly May and it's about 12-year-old Holly May who is mixed Taiwanese from Canada as well and she has to move with her family to Hong Kong for her mother's big promotion so when she gets there she needs to navigate a new world of private school expectations and friendships but all without the guidance of her loving grandmother Amma who stayed behind in Canada.
0: That sounds amazing so anyone out there who is interested in Christina's book please check out her book I'll be linking her book and her website in the description box so you can feel free to check that out whenever you watch this episode um so christina the next question for you is do you need a writing degree to get published
1: no i don't believe so so my first book um was it's called the shadow in the moon which is a picture book and i was a self-taught writer so i just um started writing when i had kids and I'd always enjoyed reading and writing was something I fell into when I moved to Hong Kong. Um, As I mentioned before, I'm mixed Taiwanese, so moving to Hong Kong for me really allowed me to explore my Chinese cultural heritage in a way that I didn't in Canada. Um, And so at the time I took a lot of Chinese classes and when I was taking Chinese classes, I learned a lot about the culture, but also about folklore and legends and at the same time, um, my daughter was in kindergarten learning about the same legends I was learning about. So I wanted to find books about those legends in English because she was learning them in Chinese and I couldn't find them. So I decided to write a version uh, myself and the story in particular was about the moon goddess and the archer, which is the story about the mid-autumn festival, the the lunar mid-autumn festival. So for me, it was more about a passion, about wanting to share these um, these legends. And I was just so excited about learning so much about my own culture, and I just really wanted to share it. Um, and so I wrote a lot myself, and I read a lot of books about writing. I took a lot of online classes. And um, I did get published with a, a lovely publisher based in Boston called Charles Bridge. But that said, I did an MFA um masters in fine arts and creative writing but i didn't need that to get published and i did that more out of interest um i just wanted to to learn more things i love learning new things but and it, it did help my writing but i don't think it would have helped my writing in terms of writing theory or how to be creative any more than reading books about it or taking online classes so i think
0: fantastic because um i think every young writer out there is worried about the fact whether they will be able to get published in the future just because they do not have an mfa yet or they do not have a master's in writing degree yet or something like that so it's great to hear from you um and saying that you do not need a um, degree to get published um, no
1: actually i'm uh, sorry uh just i have a my first degree is a biochemistry degree and i also have an mba so creative writing was very different from what I started out in. And I really think if if you're writing and you're passionate about writing, you're also reading a lot because reading will help your writing. And I, I think if, if it's something you love, you're gonna do it well. And I don't think you need to, to pay a lot of money for it.
0: Yeah, that's really well said because like there are many authors out there. For example, um, I don't really have any examples on the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure there are some authors are authors, big time authors, yet they do not have like an actual degree in writing. They have a degree in, I don't know, um, bioengineering, how you just said right now, or in cooking or something else. They do not have it anywhere near writing, which is fine, I guess, because writing comes from inside you. You read, you gain experiences on that, your own life, and just, you people take writing degree classes just to improve it even more but already the writing craft you have inside you is what you have that eventually develops as you grow older into what it is now
1: yeah exactly and i think also having uh friends um they could be virtual friends or they could be like in real life friends but who will help you read your book but also give you constructive feedback and not just say oh i love it you know because you need actually to, to know what you need to improve. And um, having friends, you can you, you feel like you can trust with your work and that you will, they will also trust you with their work. And it's a it's great. I would recommend that to anyone who's who writing, whether it's at school, like maybe an after school club, a writing club, and then you share your work. And um, I think that's the best way to become a better writer actually is to share your work and listen to the feedback
0: that you get. That's actually fantastic. um So, like, I feel like that's basically the definition of a beta reader. But normally, beta readers mm-hmm. are paid; you have to pay for them. This is an easier way for young, ri- younger writers to connect with other young writers. Because if you're writing a young a book for younger kids, you yourself, you're a your young writer. You need feedback from the people who are gonna read it, as well as like an adult because they have the experience. Um, but I feel like you should probably, like how you said, you need a good community behind your work mm-hmm. to make it better because no book is better without just, without a whole community or a whole team behind them. For example, I'm pretty sure your book needed a publisher to get published, a literary agent mm-hmm. if you perceive the traditional route. You needed beta readers, alpha readers, you needed like a social community to um, showcase your book and talk about it and even if you didn't, you had a website most likely right? so you had these things these tools, resources which allowed you to get your book out into the world without these you probably would be not having it out there because you would not understand how to get through it, you may have learned how to do it before but you will not just have that like, skill to actually pursue this in a professional manner since you might have been new to it start and since you're an adult obviously you may have more experience than younger writers but younger writers just need the help even if they feel like they're it, because they're new to this they, and also the like legal documents they need to fill out for getting published all those things they need a parent for it they need someone mm-hmm. um old enough above 18 obviously to sign those agreements get the book out and most importantly like The publishing world is full of adults. So it's like a lot of competition to actually
1: get published as a younger writer. Yes, that must be true. And yeah, I'm a much older writer. So (laughs) my my debut came out um, you know, I'm when I was uh in my forties. So um yes, so I, I can imagine that there's there are quite a lot of hurdles for youngsters, but also, you know, I feel like young writers would have Maybe more um, uh, grit and tenacity, um, and uh, more uh, be able to bounce back. Maybe more, um, and yeah, I think uh, sort of like a more positive outlook on life. Yeah, that's actually
0: true. But young readers. Yeah, because then, of course, since they're younger, they would also have more time to read. Really depends on which age group they are if they're in between elementary middle school they might have more time than regardless if they are high schoolers which i am um in which their time is kind of limited they try to fit in writing reading in those tiny ten minute gaps but sometimes it's just not possible so i guess it really is on finding the time to write so that brings me to the next question for you um how do you find the time to write and also, what advice would you give to high schoolers, or people who do not have time to write, on how they can find
1: time for um, Finding time, sometimes it's quite difficult to find time, and I, I can't write in you know 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. I feel like I need to have a good two or three hours where everything is quiet and I can close the door um, and write. So for me, I find the time, uh, actually after I have two kids uh, and once they're in bed I find that's actually probably my most productive time um, later which is uh, maybe not great for sleeping but that's where I find my time or uh, quite early morning Um, and I think one thing that's really helped me is uh, I turn off my phone like not Not for calls but I'm not distracted by any scrolling, any news, any social media. I feel like if I can turn that off that allows my brain to relax and then I can write more. So I know youngsters in in high school you know the phone is everyone's attached to their phone and it's it's part of life but if you can take an you know an hour or even maybe half an hour and just not be distracted and just turn it off you will be able to I think you'd be able to get a lot more out of that time than if you were constantly distracted by something.
0: Um, Yes, that's actually, um again, very well said, because um even if, like, that actually that advice that you just gave, it's not just good for finding the time to write, but also finding the time, um like, managing your time, so that you can actually study for exams, study for, um, do homework, otherwise you probably, like, without managing your time, well, you could end up missing deadlines. These are probably the reasons why you miss deadlines, because you're distracted by other things, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like this advice that you gave, um, trying to just focus on one task at a time and not juggling multiple tasks at the same time. For example, if you're reading, do not try to study at the same time. And if you're studying, do not try to read at the same time.
1: Because mm-hmm. so and mm-hmm. um, so, sorry, I was just gonna okay. say it's also also important for you to have yeah, a relaxed mind too. So while you're busy studying and writing, but don't forget a little downtime, a little like mental health, uh, mental health break too.
0: Yeah. Um. The other thing is that um, um. No. Um. I'm pretty sure no one has ever heard of a person reading and writing at the same time. Maybe mm-hmm. like reading a book and then writing like with one hand, typing. Right. Mm. Exactly. So just thinking about um it in that sense, it do, it doesn't make sense for someone to be reading and doing homework at the same time. Sure, you read the question, but that's not the same as reading a book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So for someone who loves reading like me, I basically I'm starting high school um tomorrow. Tomorrow oh, is my first congratulations. Year. <laughs> Thank you. Um so then you need to like have time, am just thinking of how I'm gonna manage reading, but then I just realized in higher grades, you have like English assignments where you have to read like a whole novel. And then you have to like do these assignments on prompt. Like for example, they give you a prompt, like write a memoir about something you've done recently or something like that. They give it on prompt. They do not give you like a week. Normally in middle school, they give you a week to do the assignment and make it like homework class, a mix of both. But then in high school, they give you on-prem, like do it right now, finish it up in half hour. So now that's where my next question comes. How do you, what advice would you give to high schoolers or people who are being given on-prem classes in writing? How do you think they should pursue the idea of getting ideas that fast?
1: That is a very good question. And I have been out of high school for a very long time. Um, I I like to close my eyes and think of my five senses and just sort of put myself in, um, you know, in a setting and think about what I can see, taste, smell, touch, hear, and then from that um, then develop something from that. So I just kind of close my eyes and imagine myself in one spot, and then see what the surrounding is, and the surrounding will help me tell the story.
0: Okay, that's actually fantastic because um, I think visualization in your mind, using your mind to connect to all the five senses, that's a great thing because then, it's kind of like um, putting in imagery, like how we learned in writing. Um, imagery is important for imagining or describing, seeing, even if it's just like simple thing, like maybe your memoir is about, I'm just giving an example of a memoir. Let's say your memoir is about how you wanted to become a basketball player, but you um, injured yourself badly when you were a kid. So just trying to rethink what happened, especially in memoirs, because that's all about your own life, right? Sometimes you do it about your own life, sometimes you do it about someone else, but memoirs are mainly about yourself, right? So just trying to imagine or remember what happened and kind of describe it as well as you can without making it seem like it's a heavy load of like just narration, but also writing in such a way that when the teacher or someone reads it, they feel like they're actually in the memoir and actually able to experience everything.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly, yes.
0: Now my last and final question for you is, this is a fun question. Do you
1: Google yourself? And if yes, what do you find? <laughs> um, I do not Google myself because I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat and I, I am scared that someone might write that they don't like my book, so I don't want to see that because I will be very sad. Um, that said, when I'm tagged in posts, if someone reads the book and they like it and they tag me, um, I'm, I'm super happy and so, so pleased um, to connect with readers. Um, but I, yes, I haven't Googled myself in, since I started writing just because, uh, yes, I'm a little bit scared.
0: Um, I guess that makes sense because um, like sometimes when, um, um, when writers and authors, they search themselves up, they're worried about what they might find. But again, if you do not have yourself on the web, it's gonna be hard for the people to find your own book, right? So in a way, the website, the internet is good, but as well as bad in in the same way, because the internet helps you find good books and authors to connect with, like how I did with you. And it also is bad. Sometimes you might find something you do not like on the internet, for example, like how you just said, you're worried about bad reviews. And it kind of like, like puts you in like a block right sometimes hmm. and makes just one previous sometimes people i've seen on amazon there are these reviews like which are pretty like violent and pretty bad right like some people put it nicely that they don't like it but some people like make it really extravagant and make it like like they use strong words right mm-hmm. so that kind of like um makes you hurt and feel like you cannot do anymore writing right so in that sense it kind of hurts you as well as helps you find authors and books and other
1: things i mean i definitely have a website and i have um i'm on instagram and on twitter although twitter i i kind of am more of an observer i don't post very much but if i do post i love to post about books that i've read that i really enjoy that i recommend to other people but um i would never post something about a book that i i didn't enjoy because it's reading books are very subjective um and instagram i post yeah I, I just post a bit more about my life and um fun things but also books so uh, um other authors and readers and people can find me on the internet but um whether i look for myself uh, is a different question so i don't look for myself but other people can find me
0: um the other thing is that um like when you are um on instagram or Twitter, over there as well people sometimes put comments in like when you're like writing a post they comment on that right so sometimes this can be hurtful and sometimes they can be nice but like as a writer you're kind of like your job is to like not take it too seriously so that you can continue with your work and not like stop just because of a one review or two reviews but just say that your book is bad because there's still um hundreds of people who love your books <laughs> just like a general view mm-hmm. yeah so
1: um i mean thankfully on instagram it's a very happy place so everything's been nice and positive and um what i love about the um children's author network is particularly in middle grade and everyone is very supportive and other authors support each other and and bloggers and podcasters support authors and then authors like to share about podcasts they they listen to and about other other blogs they read and it's it's a very nice community so i feel very um lucky to be to be part of it
0: yeah and the other thing is um again as an author or as an author you have to make sure that like when you're writing a review it always be good like only write good books like how you said, you only put good reviews if you're writing putting something because then it might become awkward if like let's say you put a bad review for a book and you accidentally not accidentally but you end up meeting that author the next day it'd be so awkward for you because you just put a bad review on twitter or something and the next day you meet that author yeah
1: and and like i said it's kind of like yeah
0: it's kind of like risky to do that as a Mm -hmm. writer and author because then you might um not meaning to but like the next day if you end up seeing that author you'll be like running through your life because then you'd be like <laughs> oh no
1: <laughs> and i think in terms of reviews if i didn't like something i'm not gonna talk about it i'll just won't mention it but if i did like something i'd like to share that um but i don't th- think there's any reason to um to to give someone uh, personally i don't think there's a like to give someone a negative review um but of course if i'm talking to my friends privately i might say oh i love this oh this one's not for me but i think a book that i didn't like i would think it's not for me not that it's a bad book it's just something maybe my expectations were different or maybe the style is not what i like or the genre is not what i like but someone else will love it and it's That's not the book
0: so i had a great time talking to you and uh...
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. Um, So anyways, this is the end of the episode, guys. Um, I'll see you all next week with a brand new episode. Stay tuned for new episodes every Sunday. Bye, guys.